are Locked On Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome back to the Locked On Bucks podcast brought to you by Peacock and Williamson. Get the national perspective all around the NFL covering all the latest news and insight on every team and move around the NFL on Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. I am James Yarko, joined as always by David Harrison. You can find everything that we are doing over at Bucks Nation and WTSP.com. Make sure you follow along on Twitter at LockedOnBucks, at JayArco underscore Bucks, at DHarrison82, and at Bucks underscore Nation. Welcome all of our returning and our new listeners. If you're new to the show, please subscribe. Make sure you leave a five-star review. It helps other Buccaneers fans find us. As we promised on yesterday's episode, today we're talking about day two of the rookie minicamp that took place over the weekend. Saturday is the day we're going to be talking about today. Some more quotes coming out of there, some more reaction, some more analysis of those players. We already know, James, who are, who are going to have Hall of Fame careers and which ones aren't, just after two days of practice with no pads, no contact, barely knowing the playbook. We've already got it figured out, so we're going to drop that knowledge on all of our listeners. But first, speaking of that rookie camp, two tryout players were signed over the weekend, James, on Sunday. One of them being cornerback Antonio Hamilton, the 28-year-old tryout player, has five years total of NFL experience, uh, split between the Raiders, Giants, and the Chiefs, spent 2020 with the Kansas City Chiefs. So, yes, he did play against Tampa Bay Buccaneers not once but twice. And going back before 2020 and 2019, coming out of the Giants, uh, he was actually the highest-graded gunner, according to Pro Football Focus, which I know you absolutely love that kind of stuff, but still pretty significant. Um, he did end up playing last year 175 defensive snaps for the Chiefs while playing 330 special team snaps, again, as a gunner primarily. And so now the Buccaneers' cornerback room comprised of Carlton Davis III, Jamel Dean, Sean Murphy Bunting, Ross Cockrell, Herb Miller, and... Chris Wilcox, 2021 NFL draft pick, who we're going to talk about here today on today's episode. Cameron Kinley, who, uh, for those of you who maybe don't know, but saw the clip, had a pick six on Kyle Trask uh, in training camp because obviously Kyle Trask, huge mistake and a bust because who throws a pick six in practice? Nobody ever. Uh, Nate Brooks and now Antonio Hamilton. So a very stacked, deep cornerback room. Not sure how many of those guys are actually going to make the active roster, but an interesting thing anyway because special teams is always huge to making the roster for these unknown guys. Antonio Hamilton, plenty of experience on special teams, proven experience on special teams, and not for nothing, but he's got Super Bowl experience. I mean, granted, he lost, but, you know, now he's playing for the good guys. How much did it upset you that the pick six in this rookie minicamp came from a guy from Navy? It did not disrupt, <laughs> disturb me. Listen, here's here's something you guys all have to understand, all right? It's like it's like a family, right? So, like, your brothers and sisters and stuff, you might pick on each other and insult each other and call each other names, but it's all within the house. You know what I'm saying? outside the house no, no 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 so for a navy guy like he's a military guy so like i'll i'll rib him and i'll make fun of him and i'll make fun of the navy and all that stuff but if you haven't been in the military and you make fun of him well now we're gonna have a problem and i don't i don't mean a real problem because whatever you can make jokes all you want um but i did actually tweet from the lockdown bucks account it got like it got a huge interaction like two two likes at least <laughs> um that it was the best production we'd seen uh, from a Navy, I was going to write midshipman, but I was like, I don't know how many people know that. So uh, I wrote from a Navy football player in the passing game in at least the last decade, because for those of you who don't know, and obviously a lot of people didn't really get it or didn't just didn't think it was funny, whatever, but uh, Navy not known for their aerial attack in college football. 
Got so this is the whole like I can make fun of my little brother, but if you make fun of my little brother, I'm a smack you kind of thing. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, I'm not really gonna smack you, but like metaphorically. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I got you. I was unaware. I thought the I thought the rivalry ran deep. All right. Well, no, it's all hate and love. You know what I'm saying? Like I remember the last time I went to an Army Navy game because I've been blessed enough to go to quite a few of them. Like we'll talk trash to the midshipmen when they're walking through. We'll talk trash to the old guys wearing navy sweaters and all this stuff. But at the end of the day, man, we're all there for the same reason. And, you know, I'm not going to get all like patriotic and flag wavy on the, on the show, but we're all there for the same reason. And we all fight the good fight. And, and when, when, when you're on the battlefield, there's no insignia, there's no rank, there's no branch division. You're all there for the same reason. And that is to all go home uh, or to make sure that the, the bad guys don't come to our house. Fair enough. Fair enough. I like that explanation. All right, well, David, the other person signed from the rookie tryout camp is tight end Jarrell Adams. Now, Adams was a sixth-round pick by the New York Giants back in 2016. Uh, He spent the last couple years on the Houston Texans practice squad, but when he played for the Giants in his rookie season, he had 16 receptions, 122 yards, one touchdown. Then in 2017, 11, uh, I'm sorry, eight receptions 92 yards no touchdowns and then he played in one game with houston in 2019 uh no receptions you know nothing to write home about so he's been kind of a a practice squad type guy uh but that does show that there's going to be a little bit of competition there in the tight end room we know the top three it's gronk it's oj it's Brait. but now for that fourth tight end spot you have jarell adams who they signed today you still have cody mcelroy and of course you have tanner hudson so and uh, a player to keep an eye on i don't know how much he would contribute in special teams i really couldn't find any of that but i would say that more than likely this is a guy that'll probably end up back on the practice squad with that david we are going to get to more of day two of the rookie minicamp in just a minute but of course we have to talk about our friends over at betonline.ag betonline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action baseball is in full swing you can track all that action at betonline you know we have tons of of sports stuff going on right now. You have the lightning taking on the Florida Panthers tonight in game two, the Stanley cup playoffs are in full swing. You have the NBA getting ready to start their postseason. You can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, NBA, NHL, and all of your UFC and MMA action before the next pitch head over to bet online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news sign up bonuses and contest information head to the website use your mobile device to sign up today and you will receive a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit with promo code locked on again promo code locked on l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n for a 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit bet online your online sportsbook experts did you guys know that Built Bar has nine delicious flavors, including the occasional limited time flavor? You have all the regulars, uh, coconut, coconut, almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel. And like I said, every once in a while, they have a limited time flavor. They just dropped uh, strawberry not too long ago. Mocha Love was before that. There was a jalapeno one, which my mother-in-law has since ordered and received and tasted it and she said it's absolutely delicious and I'll take her word for it. If you haven't tried all the, norm- the regular flavors, you can even go to builtbar.com and order a mix box. You'll get two of each of the nine so you can figure out what your favorites are. Of course, one of my favorites, mint brownie, also peanut butter brownie. 
is legit as well. Not only are Built Bars the best tasting protein bars, they're also healthy too, hence the term protein bar. Most of the flavors have 17 grams of protein with just 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and only four grams of net carbs. Nine amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order today and get you some mint brownie or some peanut butter brownie or whichever ones you want, that mix box, by going to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Back now for segment two here at the Locked On Bucks podcast. David Harrison, James Jarko talking day two of rookie minicamp, which took place this last Saturday. And James, just like yesterday when we talked about day one, we're going to kick it off with the head coach, Bruce Arians, who continued his praise of rookie quarterback Kyle Trask, mentioning that Kyle has three people coaching him all at one time, just just barking orders at him. And he actually said sometimes he wishes they'd just leave him alone and, and let him do his thing. Uh, but I mean, I guess maybe there is over coaching. I don't know. You can overtrain. I know that. And that's how people like tear pec muscles. And that's nasty. If you've ever seen it happen in person. Um, but I don't know. I guess if, if, if Kyle Trask doesn't succeed in the national football league, it's not going to be from a lack of mentorship. I'll tell you that. Um, Bruce Harris continued on talking about Robert Hainsey, the rookie offensive lineman at a Notre Dame talking about putting him at center not just because he's scheme versatile, not just because he can do it, but also because he says that as the center, you learn all five positions at the same time. And I think that's really intelligent. That's really something that I hadn't thought of beforehand. I've never, honestly, really never heard anybody talk about it before. Uh, but it's true because Robert Hansey is down there and he's got four offensive linemen on, you know, on two on one side, two on the other, who he's never played with before. They're getting used to the language and the plays all at the same time. So he's having to make sure that that left tackle, right tackle, left guard, right guard, that they're all in the same place, the right place, that they're all reacting the same way, reading the same thing. So, I mean, it's really intelligent. So no matter where Robert Hainsey ends up playing, uh, he's going to have that knowledge of all five positions because the Buccaneers are throwing him in his center again, something that you mentioned yesterday. He doesn't have a lot of experience in, but obviously he's getting more in uh, hearing him talk about it. You can see it on his face, just kind of smiles about it uh, and enjoys the position apparently. Um, an update on O.J. Howard, James, we also got from – Coach Aaron said he sees OJ in the facility every day working out and he's looking good. It's pretty much all we got, but I mean, that's pretty good considering, you know, how long it's been. And I mean, the fact that he's working out every day in the facility obviously bodes well for OJ's future coming back, trying to help this offense be even better than they were uh, in 2020. And then uh, Coach Aaron was also asked about OTAs and all that stuff. There's a lot of stuff up in the air in the NFLPA talking about how people shouldn't be having to go. Uh, some guys getting injured off the site and, and, just a whole lot of mess that hopefully behind the scenes, the league and the NFLPA are talking about. But Coach Arians did say, uh, you know, he'd love to see those guys, talk to them, uh, kind of see where they need to go because they're not perfect yet. But that if some of these veteran players specifically showed up for OTAs, he probably wasn't going to practice them all that much anyway because long season. And then he was asked also as a follow-up whether or not playing into the Super Bowl, obviously playing into February, uh, had an impact on his decision whether or not he would or would not practice some of these vets during OTAs. He said, absolutely. And I think that's a really smart way of going about it. Coach Arians then finished up by praising the sports science staff as saying that they're the reason. And, and if you guys see them, you know, people make jokes that they're wearing bras and all that stuff. Those are all, you know, measuring, they're measuring heart rates and, and all kinds of other crazy crap that I can't, you know, I'd have to go to school for 10 more years to figure out. He, he praised that staff, that sports science staff for making sure the Buccaneers were one of the least injured teams in the National Football League last year, which may not sit well with a whole lot of people because if you just look at the wide receiver room, James, you think the Buccaneers are like the most injured team. But really outside of that wide receiver room, granted, you know, three injured players out of that wide receiver room, that's pretty substantial. But outside of that, not a whole lot of injury to speak of uh, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and even JPP 
I mean, he was on there with a knee injury like the last, what, like three months of the season in, into the playoffs, but definitely stepped up big when he was needed. Yeah, and my biggest takeaway from all of this is O.J. Howard. He's kind of the forgotten guy, and, and I'm guilty of it too. We forget how good O.J. was early in the season before he ruptured that Achilles. How much more dangerous is this offense going to be with O.J. and Braid and Gronk, plus all the receivers and the running back? It's, it's so much fun to think about. I can't wait for the season to get here. Yeah, I mean, James, there have been some people, like some shows, that even had the audacity to talk about O.J. being traded, perhaps. And I mean, that's you know just craziness. Yeah, how dare those people? Uh, next up, we had uh, Chris Wilcox, seventh round pick out of BYU. And he told the media that he has been watching film from every single Bucks game last year to see how other players with his physical dimensions play in Todd Bowles defense. I think this is crucial. I think this is really important for him to see kind of getting a, a preview of some things that he's going to be asked to do things that if he sees it on film, he can sit there and say, you know what? I, I need to really pay attention to this. I need to really buckle down and work on this because, you know, I'm not, I'm not real proficient of, at what they are doing right now. And this is obviously something that I'm going to be asked to do in this system. So I really like that. He's sitting down watching all the snaps, all the games, just to get a feel for what his defensive coordinator is going to ask of him. And then, of course, he's working on being a gunner. I think that's a big reason why the Buccaneers drafted him is his special teams moxie. And uh, he thinks that he could do really well for the team there. That's something that they need. That's why they're bringing in some of these guys. That's why they drafted Wilcox. That's why they turned around and they signed Antonio Hamilton. This this was an area of concern for the Buccaneers that they spent draft capital on this year, not only to provide themselves some depth, but also to address their shortcomings on special teams because that was by far the weakest of their you know three phases of football, and it's it's nice to see them bringing in some guys that can help that out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, listen, you know, no no shade to Chris Wilcox by any means, but you know, like you said, he's got to make the team on special teams first. Uh, before anything else. And, and I remember I was talking uh, with, with Mike Kewak from BucksNation.com. He was a writer with us over there at Bucks Nation, And uh, a guy that has these dimensions and these measurables and the lack of production that he had in the college game, that's that's a little bit concerning. So, you know, he's a guy who is going to want to develop some of those skills and needs to develop some of those skills. But in the meantime, if he can contribute as a gunner, that gets him on the roster, that gets him on the practice field and under, you know, the tutelage of guys like Carlton Davis and the guys who are doing it well. And then Todd Bowles, of course, uh, as well. So, Good thing for Chris to focus on, uh, but I mean, we just read off you know that depth chart at the top of the show, and I mean that's 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 a tough hill to climb. That's a tough depth chart to work in, but I mean, uh, at least the Buccaneers have options, and you know they're going to get the best group there out of the cornerbacks that they can. And then James move into Grant Stewart, Mister Irrelevant, certainly not being irrelevant in the press conference realm and then on the field as well, communicating, making some plays, you know, again, it's, it's very limited in what they can do. Uh, but he's, he's shown the energy, showing the, the communication. Uh, there was a tweet, I think it was from the Buccaneers own social media team kind of showing Grant and KJ Britt talking to each other. And that's kind of stuff you want to see uh, from these young guys, but really and kind of going back to Kyle Trask and what coach Aaron said on Friday about throwing a lot at these guys credited them for throwing 20 to 25 plays in the all one day and really kind of challenging and testing their IQ and Grant liking the challenge, wanting to go uh, up there and try to reach that bar that they've set so high. And then he also went on record and talked about his fellow rookie KJ Britt and what they've been doing at this camp. Hey Grant, um, you know, as a rookie, your rookie class comes in together. There's sort of a bonding, I guess that might happen. Um, you've got KJ Britt there at the linebacker position. 
just your impressions of him and just and just the group in general that you're coming in with. When I think about this group, honestly, what stands out to me is just work ethic. Uh, preparation is so good with this group. Um, you know, you can trust the guy next to you. You can trust that they're going to do their job. That is the, the biggest feeling I have in this group, um, including KJ. You know, our communication is really good, and our, our bond is, is already, you know, straight because uh, I played at a senior bowl with him, and we played the same exact backer positions, you know, at the senior bowl, same type of communication. So, you know, today, I mean, I was doing something wrong. He's like, Grant, get over there. You know, we were able to do that with each other uh, because, you know, we played a little bit together, so. All right, again, so that was Grant Stewart, but James, that's not the only clip I pulled from Grant's time. This dude is, is entertaining, and I, I like his, I like the energy he gives off. Uh, but he made a pretty bold statement about himself and his potential on special teams that I wanted to make sure that everybody heard. Hey, Grant, uh, obviously, if you're going to make this team, it's going to have to really be on special teams. Um, that's a position that you embraced even when you were a starter at Houston. Just what, what, what is it about running down, covering kicks, making a tackle? Uh, from not close quarters, but having to chase a guy, whether it's kickoff or punt or whatever, uh, that really appeals to you and in, in your makeup? Yeah, well, I feel like um, I have the opportunity to be dominant in that area of the game uh, because more than likely if it's about the matchup and it's very tough to match up with me with 30 yards of space between us um, because if you're a DB or a receiver, I'm stronger than you. And if you're a linebacker or a tight end, I'm going to be faster than you. Um, so, you know, I kind of look at my matchup feel the matchup and, you know, attack them uh, whichever way I need to. But I really feel like uh, I'm unblockable in that area of the game. So I'm trying to be one of the best players in the league year one um, in that area of football. The best player in the league year one in that area, James, that's the conversation. And then again, talking about I'm going to beat you one way or another. So, I mean, big words from Grant Stewart, you know, uh, making a great impression on the Buccaneers franchise early on. We'll see if that bleeds into uh, the late summer and then obviously into the fall. And before we hit the break real quick, Jalen Darden, rookie wide receiver, uh, wearing number one in the National Football League. And this is kind of the point of, of coming from him that really impressed me or really kind of made an impact on me. Talking about the impact that his father made on Jalen as a man, not really football, but just as a man, as a human being, and that his father used to watch him uh, play football wearing number one there in North Texas. His father passing away unexpectedly in the summer of 2019 uh, during a medical procedure. So it means a lot to Jalen that with the new rules, he is able to wear number one in the National Football League, kind of honoring his father's memory that way. And, and I'm certainly happy for him to be able to do that. Absolutely. I mean, that's that's an incredible moment for for Jalen to be drafted and, and to find a way to honor his father in something as, as simple as getting to wear a, a number on his jersey. So excited to see what he can do in the NFL and, and what he can contribute on special teams, something that I'm also excited about is telling our listeners how to save themselves a little bit of money. And that is by fixing or maintaining their own vehicle with rockauto.com rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need and a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. You quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, 
Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low. And the same as professionals, as well as do-it-yourselfers, why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Just write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. things up here on a Tuesday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And David, we are going to wrap things up by talking about KJ Britt. Now, KJ Britt watched a lot of Levante David growing up, which is really weird to say that a draft pick, you know, you, you, we say it about Tom Brady and it's like, okay, yeah, we get it. He's old. But having a rookie say it about Levante David, it's a little jarring. It doesn't seem like Levante is is been in the NFL for that long. Um, but he also watched Devin White while they were in school at the same time. Of course, you know, rival schools there in the SEC. Obviously, you're going to see some of Devin White. But he played special teams all four years at Auburn, even when he was a starter, much like uh, Grant Stewart, who you just talked about in segment two. He just wants to do whatever he can to ball out. That's his goal. That's his motivation. And uh, let's go ahead and, and play some audio there from K.J. Britt. K.J., you obviously got hurt early on last season, and I mean, this is 2021. A lot of guys in your position could have just opted out and said, I'm going to go prepare for the draft. You stuck around your team. You even stayed on the sidelines with the team. What compelled you to do that, just to stick around with your team for the rest of the season? Uh, just my love for Auburn, love for my teammates, and just love for the game. Um I'm not really for all the hype and stuff like that. I, I'm a man, so I'm gonna do what what I feel is best. And I felt like what was best is me just sticking around, uh, doing what I was doing, um, trying to lead on and off the field, regardless of my situation. Um, and then just having fun, man, because you know the time's gonna fly by. Um, and I really wanted to be out there. So me just living through, you know, the younger guys that was playing up under me and just um, just wanted to be there, man. Just, you know, that's what I was taught. Uh, and that's what that's what it is. A lot of people describe you as a leader. What would you say your leadership style is? How do you uh, lead? Um, relationships first, man. Yeah, obviously that's something that you love to hear. KJ Brand is the kind of guy that you want in your locker room. He is a ride or die for my teammates kind of player, and that's the kind of culture that they're building. But David, let's get to one more audio clip from KJ Brand before we talk about our standouts from rookie minicamp. Hey, KJ, I know it was really just a year or two that you were with uh, Carlton and uh, with Jamel at Auburn, but what do you remember from your time with them? And you got a bunch of former Tigers on defense here now. Have you reached out to them? Have they reached out to you? Have you talked to them since being drafted? Uh, yeah, I talked to Dean. Uh, me and Dean was trying to hang out the other day, but then I got too busy. But, um, yeah, man, I remember, you know, with Carlton, I just know Carlton, the dog mentality. You know, I, he, he embraced the challenge and embraced the grind. You know, that's what he was doing at Auburn. Um, and Jamel, man, Jamel goofy, man, but he he always, you know, ha, has his own way of playing, too, with a dog mentality. Both of those guys really athletic. Both of those guys really can run. Both of them long with big frames, man. You don't see long, big corners like that. But um, when we was at Auburn, man, we always had a good time in the locker room. You know, Carter being from Florida, uh, Jamel being from Florida, so, you know, Florida guys, they always kind of, you know, click together. But we always used to play around the locker room, man. We had really good memories with those guys. Um, both of those guys love the game of football the way I do, too. 
and that's just the way we was taught at Auburn, man. You got to love this stuff. And, um, you know, I think that's why we everybody clicked like that. All right. Well, David, it's time to talk about our standouts from rookie minicamp. Now, I've talked for pretty much this entire segment, so I'm going to defer to you as to picking your standout player first. All right. Yeah, it's going to be that young man we just heard from right there, KJ Britt. The, look, the more that I watch, the more that I read, the more people I talk to about KJ Britt, even going back to uh, my interview with Zach Blackerby there, the host of the Locked On Auburn podcast, I am, I am quickly, quickly becoming a really big fan of KJ, not just for his play on the field. And I know there's some limitations to his play. Everybody's kind of wondering it. Can he pass? Can he, can he cover against the pass at all? Or is he just really kind of a run stop stuffing guy that plays with it between the tackles? I'm gonna let the coaches worry about that. I'm looking at the mentality. I'm looking at the leadership, staying in Auburn. Like he was asked about, like Zach talked about, you know, so many players in that situation, even players who weren't like, and again, it's no shade to anybody else, but like you look at Joe Tryon, right? Joe opted out of the season, went down to Los Angeles, worked out for the entirety of the college football season, getting ready for the NFL draft. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there is a little bit of a benefit and a little bit of something that's attractive about a guy in KJ Britt, who not only tries to play a senior year, uh, but he gets hurt two games in and then he stays at Auburn. He doesn't go to Los Angeles, doesn't go to, you know, uh, to, to, to Florida. He doesn't go anywhere else, any of these workshops and, and, and work out. He works out there. He works out with his teammates. He works out with his team and he's there to mentor and mold those younger guys and says, you know what? My time in Auburn is important. I'll worry about the NFL when that time comes. Maybe, you know, he could have been a fourth round pick if he had gone and worked out maybe, but that's not where his focus was. His focus is with the team, with the mission at hand and, and the brand that he's representing at the time. I love that mentality about him. And then that connection with him, Carlton Davis and Jamel Dean. Uh, and then again, the football guy, right? I mean, the fact that the Tampa Bay Buccaneers had one conversation with this dude before they drafted him kind of shows you just how sold they are on what his potential is, but also as him as a human being. And when this team invests in people as people, I have a lot more confidence in because I think this team has done a really good job of finding those character leaders that they really want. So KJ Britt, my standout from the rookie minicamp again, take it with a grain of salt. I'm not saying he's going to be a starter in three years. I just, I really like the dude and I think he's going to contribute on this team uh, from a special team standpoint. Then if need be knock on wood that they don't need him, but if they need him, I think he can come in and contribute, not, you know, set the world on fire, but at least hold his own. Yeah, my standout from rookie minicamp is future pro football hall of famer quarterback, Kyle Trask. Look, this this kid gets gets way more hate than he deserves truly and honestly i'm not a florida fan i'm not a florida state fan i i've said it before if i'm going to pick one of the big three in, in florida i'm going to lean towards miami hurricanes but kyle trask his mentality his approach to everything i just i love it and i want to see him go out there and for the upteenth time in his life prove his haters and prove his doubters wrong that he deserved to be drafted where he was. He may have even deserved to be drafted even higher than he was. He has the ability to diagnose defense and disguise as well. You know, in his, in his first outing, yeah, he threw the interception, show me a quarterback that hasn't. And I'll show you one that's never set foot on a football field. The contrast between Bruce Arians saying that they threw a lot at him and then him saying that they were getting a little bit at a time, it shows his mental toughness. It shows the state of mind that he has where he's like, you know what? You think you threw a lot at me. I can handle even more and I can do it the right way. I can, I can read it. I can diagnose it. I can memorize it and I can do it all the right way. He just wants an opportunity. He's embracing obviously like any young quarterback would embracing the opportunity to sit behind Tom Brady, learn from Tom Brady, 
get better in these practices and these mini camps and these OTAs and all of that stuff because he believes that one day he is going to be a starting NFL quarterback. And a lot of times it's the mental toughness that takes some of these guys farther. You said it before. We're not saying he's going to be Tom Brady, but who would have thought that Michigan quarterback Tom Brady would end up being who he is, but he had the mental toughness. He had the desire and the drive to do what he did, and I see a little bit of that in Kyle Trask. I'm ex- excited to see where he goes, you know, especially throughout this offseason and heading into the future. I, uh, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of the kid already, and it's for no other reason other than to just see all the doubters and the haters proved wrong with that david let's go ahead and get out of here you all can get more of the sports news that you need in less time with the locked on today podcast follow the locked on today podcast on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast check out everything david and i are doing over at bucksnation.com and wtsp.com make sure you're following along on twitter at locked on bucks at jarco underscore bucks at d harrison 82 and at bucks underscore nation hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day stay safe stay healthy wash your hands be good to each other go bolts and we thank you so much for joining us right here at locked on bucks